give us understanding. You'll give us clarity of speech. You will give us that revelation knowledge. We need to walk in the boldness and the authority that our God expects. We thank you tonight for what you're going to reveal to us in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shout it. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Praise God. Turn with me tonight to Ephesians, the first chapter, and Hebrews, the first chapter. Ephesians and Hebrews, first chapter in both of them. Praise be unto God. We have been preaching, teaching on prayer on Sunday nights for most of this year. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Who knows what prayer is? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. What is prayer? Well, now, if, if we've got to join forces with God to carry out his will here in this earth, how come we have to join forces with him? Can't God just do whatever he wants to do? Huh? Can he? Why can't he, Lisa? Because Jesus Christ, when he was raised from the dead, gave the authority to the church here in this earth. Amen? Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. You know, in Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter, he talks about, said, I sought for a man among them. I'm looking for a man to stand in the gap. I'm looking for a man. As I've said over and over and over and over, you know, John Wesley was back in the 1700s and he was a mighty man of God. They started the Methodist church trying to copy what he believed and what he preached. And he said this, I do not understand it, but I know for a fact God cannot move on the earth until man prays. said, I don't understand it. Said, I can't. See, back then, all they knew was the sovereignty of God. The Bible is progressive revelation. Do you know most of the Old Testament prophecies about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the book of the Revelation, and all those prophetic things that Jesus said about the end time could not be answered until 1948 after Israel became a nation. The seal was opened on prophecy after that, praise God. He said it'll be closed up and sealed up until Israel becomes a nation. She was out of existence for 2,500 years. No nation of Israel, no people. Satan had them scattered all over the world. Uh, uh, Hitler tried to annihilate the whole Jewish nation. He, tried, he, he massacred, and we know about the Holocaust where he destroyed over 7 million Jews in Poland, in Yugoslavia, all those Balkan countries in Germany. And after that, Stalin did the same thing, and it is said of him that over 15 million Jews were annihilated in Russia. Satan wanted to annihilate that where it could stop prophecy, stop the Word of God from working here in the earth and coming true. 
the Bible, see, is progressive revelation. As I've said about John Wesley, we're not living in the 1700s. We're not living in the 1800s. Bless God, we're at the end of the 1900s. Bless God, in the 20th century, praise God. And the Bible is progressive revelation. The longer we live, the more of this Word of God we ought to know. Can you say amen? You know, people's always wanting to buy me a commentary or something. So the other day said, I, I found a commentary uh, about, by John Wesley. I don't want John Wesley's commentary. Someone said, well, wouldn't you like to have it? Well, just as a, you know, a, 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 as an antique or something, just sit around, but not for me to study. I'm not going to study uh, about what Martin Luther preached. Amen. I'm not going to study after Augustine in the third century. I'm not going to do that. Someone said, well, what are you going to study after? I'm going to study after latter-day people that have read the Word of God and the Holy Spirit can take and teach us this Word of God just like the revelations he started with Martin Luther, just like he started with Beck, just like he started with Whitman, just like he started with John Wesley, just like he started at the turn of the century with a man named Palm and the Holy Ghost came back into the earth. Just like those revelations. He's got a revelation for us today, praise God. He's got something that is particular for our generation. Everything that they learned, everything Martin Luther accomplished, everything he learned, everything Wesley learned, everything all that Spurgeon learned, everything that all these great men of God, Dwight L. Moody, all right down the line, we've got pictures on the wall of all that they have accomplished, all they learned. That's in the body of Christ. It's ours. Hallelujah. It doesn't take us 100 years to learn it. Bless God, what they learn is in there. We've got a hold to that. We've got a hold to that. We've got a hold to that. And God is moving on, teaching us today all the word of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. You ever heard folks say, well, you know, we're not supposed to understand all this. Be like me writing you a letter and have it coded some kind of way that you wasn't supposed to learn it. No, this Bible is for us, every jot and tittle to learn and to use here in this earth. Praise God. So, why do we have to join forces with Almighty God? Because Adam had the authority. Let us give man this authority, this dominion, let him have authority and dominion over everything that walketh or creepeth on this earth. Adam failed and committed high treason against Almighty God. When he did, sin entered into the world, and then in the track of this sin, sin blew a hole in the spiritual realm. There was no sin in the earth. Everything God made, he said he saw it, and it was good, folks. Praise God. He, sin opened the door, and spiritual death came in, and Satan became the God of this world. He does not own the earth, but he is the God of this world system. Sin, sickness, disease, immorality, everything that came with the fall of man came because of Adam's sin. But thanks be unto God, Jesus Christ came. He was the last Adam. The first Adam stood for all of mankind. The last Adam stood for all mankind. 
One man named Adam got us in this trouble, and another man named Jesus Christ got us out. Praise God. One man caused failure. One man caused victory. By man came the fall, and by man came the victory. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why God had to come to this earth and be a man. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, when Jesus went to the cross, he said, Now shall the prince of this world be judged. Now shall he be cast out. He said, And if I be lifted up from the earth, I shall draw all men unto me, this signifying which death he should die. He died for all of mankind. Hallelujah. Praise God. He stayed under the hand of judgment three days and three nights. On the third day, the mighty God raised him from the dead. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body, in your physical body. You have experienced resurrection when you met Jesus Christ because that same spirit came into you and not only did he annihilate the old man you was, but he put in the inside of you a brand new creation and united him with the resurrected, glorified Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So when Jesus was raised from the dead, he said, all power, all power, the word power there in the Greek was exousia, meant all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now we need to realize this. I know I've went over it and over it and over it, but you need to realize this. When Jesus was in this earth, he did not have all power. He did not have all authority when he was in this earth. He walked this earth as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. Yes, he had the life of God in him. Yes, he was the son of God, but so was Adam. How many of you know Adam was the first son of God? Read it. Amen. Jesus was the last Adam. Now, Jesus did not have all power and authority. If he did, why did God have to give it to him after the resurrection? Amen. You don't give somebody something they already have. Amen. 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 Praise be unto God. Nobody's going to give me this Bible. It's already mine. I got it. It belongs to me. So he said, all power and all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. He has the same identical authority and power that Adam had in the beginning. The same identical thing. Adam could have taken authority over the devil. Eve could have took the authority over the devil. They had all power and all authority in this earth. He said, let us give him dominion, authority over everything that moves on this earth. In other words, Adam was the under God in this earth. He was God's governor. He was his president. He was his ruler here in this earth. And when he committed high treason, he sold out to Satan, and 2 Corinthians 4, 4 said, Satan became the God of this world, this system. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. But Jesus defeated Satan, and when he did, he set out the right hand of Almighty God, said, all power and authority has been given unto me. Well, what did Jesus do with all power? What did he do with all authority? 
You can read throughout church history, you can read all of the New Testament, and there's not one case in church history or New Testament where Jesus used this authority and this power after the resurrection. There's never been a case of it. Well, where is it at? Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, he said, now go ye in my name, in my name, delegating the authority to the church, delegating them to the place that Adam was in the beginning. All power and all dominion and rule has been given to God's man. That's why God's man must pray and contact God to join forces with him to carry out his will here in this earth. Can you say amen? amen? Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. I've had pre preachers tell me, say, well, so you sure do, you sure do build up man like I'm trying to blow man up to some kind of high something. No, bless God, Jesus one done that. He said he raised us up to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. That's Jesus that done that. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So where is all this power? Where is all this authority? Jesus delegated it to the church. When he said, go ye in my name, he gave the church the power of attorney to use his name. He said, go ye into all the earth, and in my name you cast out devils. You ever heard folks pray, oh, dear Lord, get the devil off of me? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You ever heard, heard people get to saying Jesus is fast? I'm telling you, fast the machine gun can go. Jesus, 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 get him off. Oh, Jesus, get him off. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> you ever seen that? I've seen all that. Well, you know, uh, that, ain't, that, really, that really is hindrance rather than it is helping. Because you, you done got the heebie-jeebies there and you scared. See? You understand that? That, that, that? There's no faith in that. There's no believing in that. Hallelujah. I'd rather hear someone just say this real calmly. Satan, in the name of Jesus, get your belongings and carry them on down the road right now. You don't have to kick nothing down. You don't have to foam at the mouth. You don't have to chomp at the bits. Just quietly say, Satan, get your hands off in Jesus' name and every being in heaven, earth, and hell bows its knee to that magnificent name. Has no, no, has no choice. When you know what you have, see, Satan knows whether you believe that or not. Amen, how come? Because when it comes out of your heart in faith, there's a spiritual force that comes out. Faith's a force. You can't see it with your eye, but bless God, they can see it in the spirit realm. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, Ephesians 1 and 16. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, of his calling, and what is the riches of the glory? The inheritance, inheritance in the saints. The saints have inherited something. Amen? 
And what is the exceeding greatness of, the, of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What mighty power? Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. See, this name carries authority, not only in this world, but even in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. He's put all things under his feet and he's the head over the church. Can you say amen? amen? How many of you know this? The head and the body, you are the body of Christ. The head and the body are one. You cannot separate your head from your body. Amen? Hallelujah. Someone said, well, where is the head of the church? He's the right hand of God. No, he is to, and to some extent, but he's on the inside of you in the person of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Can you say amen tonight? Hallelujah. So he's put all things under his feet and give him to be head over the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. This name carries all authority. Now that which, that which uh, uh, Adam had, it says in, in the eighth chapter of Psalms, said, Adam had authority, says, what is man? He had authority in that name of the great God, Jehovah. Hallelujah. He could have done anything he wanted to, anything, and he did, but he had authority, bless God, to control whatever God wanted him to do, bless God, but he lost that. But Jesus won it back and gave it to the church, praise God. Now, have you found Hebrews? Hebrews, the first chapter. And the first verse. God, who in sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. See, he had the prophets in the Old Testament that spoke unto the people. Said, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son." When you want to know what God will do, look at the Son. If you want to know whether God will heal you, look at Jesus. If you want to know if God will meet your needs, look at Jesus. If you want to know whether God will set you free from oppression, depression, and failure, look in the face of your Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. He has spoken to us in these days by his Son. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Now you remember a while ago when we read in Ephesians it talked about we have an inheritance from God. Third verse here said, Who being in the brightness of his glory the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he 
had by himself purged our sins, after he purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance. There's that inheritance. What kind of inheritance? Lord, open their eyes. Show them they've got an inheritance. Open their eyes. Reveal to them that, that they have something from Almighty God. He hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Hallelujah. You've inherited the magnificent, mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole family in heaven and in earth has a right to use that magnificent name. You've inherited the right because you're in the family. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Sonship, birthright, all these things belong unto the church. Praise God. Fifth verse. He said, and of the angels, he saith, who's, who, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire, but unto the Son, seventh verse, but unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Now listen close to me. When Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, he sat down at the right hand of Almighty God, signifying the power of Almighty God. The right hand signifies the power of God. But when he sat down at the right hand of Almighty God, he received an inheritance, a name that's above every name. It was bestowed upon the master. He was given a name that was above every name. It's above cancer, praise God. It's above arthritis. It is a name that's above defeat, bless God. He will make you more than a conqueror. Why? Because this name is the most powerful name in the universe. Amen. Can you shout amen? amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Jesus sat down at the right hand of God. He had holes in his hands. He had scars where a crown of thorns was upon his head. He had holes in his feet. His back had stripes upon them. Jesus was once a man on an old rugged cross hanging between heaven and earth. Jesus was once a man that descended, his spirit descended into the prison house of suffering. Jesus was a man who was once dead, blessed be God. His spirit was in hell itself, laboring under the very hand of judgment three days and three nights. He was a man that was, had a God-forsaken death cries out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? The life of God left him. He went into the prison house of suffering, stayed under the hand of judgment three days and three nights, but the God that's more than enough looked down and said, my God, it's enough. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And this God 
reached down there by the Spirit of God and drew him out of hell, hallelujah, and Jesus, this man that was once a dead man in hell, now sits at the right hand of God, and God the Father, the God that created heaven and earth, turned to him and called him God, hallelujah. Turned to a man and called him God, hallelujah. Turned to him and said, oh God, Thy throne is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is master today. Hallelujah. Jesus has the highest, highest name in the universe, and he's given it to the church as their inheritance. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. 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 Turn with me back, if you will, to the book of Philippians, the second chapter. Second chapter in the ninth verse. Talking about the Lord Jesus, Paul preaching this. See, Paul got a hold of this stuff. See, you think, you think that you would have understood what Jesus did for us on the cross by reading the Gospels or the Old Testament, but you'd have never, never, never understood redemption if Paul hadn't got a revelation from Almighty God. See, you think you'd know what Jesus died for. Most Christians think that all Jesus died for was to die for our sins. See, that's what most Christians, 99% of the Christians, they, that's all they know. He died for our sins. No, he didn't just die for that. Bless God, he died to defeat the devil. What would, why did you come, Jesus? I come that they might have the life of God. Not just forgive your sins, but that you could be born again, hallelujah, by defeating the devil who had his hand upon all mankind, that held mankind in his captive. He went through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who all their lifetime lived in fear. Say, lived in that, not knowing what tomorrow brings, not knowing what, what, what will happen in the future. Bless God, living in fear of finances, living in fear of sickness, living in fear of everything. He delivered us, praise God. Can you say Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Paul got this revelation, Philippians 2 and 9. said, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. Do you realize this name is above every name? Who used this name? The church. See, listen to me. What I want to talk to you tonight about, I'm, I don't, I'm just off on uh, down this road, but we're going on another road. I don't want you to ever lose your spiritual initiative in prayer. If you ever lose your spiritual initiative, your advantage, your boldness in prayer, Bless God, you have lost your victory in Jesus. Praise God. 
You can't ever lose your initiative that you're sitting on ready. You're never to lose this in doubt that I might not get my prayer answered, in doubt that maybe God won't answer my prayer, in doubt not knowing what tomorrow brings, not knowing whether I can get it or whether I need to get someone else to pray for me. No, bless God, when he was raised from the dead, he was given a name. It says this name is above every name, and at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow in things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. This name carries authority in three worlds, and when you use it, Satan shakes in his boots. Praise God. Hallelujah. You have the authority. You have the authority. It is God-given authority to use that name. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. He was given a name. Given a name. Grievers' translation said, at the name, every knee will bend in the sphere of heaven and earth and hell. Amen. When you use that name, Satan has no choice but to obey that name. Well, I used it and he didn't obey it. Well, you didn't know your authority. This ain't a rabbit's foot, folks. This isn't a magic wand in the name. This ain't one of them little deals. This is something that comes with realizing that my Lord Jesus hung on an old rugged cross. He died for my sins. He descended in the pit of hell. He defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he was raised, and everything that he done was set down to my credit. He is victorious over all these things. It's written down that I have defeated everything that he defeated. Then he said, in my name go ye. In my name, use my name. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When you use the name of Jesus and you have your initiative, you have your boldness, knowing your rights to use that name. So you've heard me preach on the name of Jesus. My wife don't have a bit of trouble going downtown writing a check and writing Buzzy so not a bit. She don't, they have never called me and said, oh, Mr. Sullivan, she's got a pretty good size check. Will it be all right? No, they might call her and ask her, was it all right if I wrote one, you know? <laughs> she don't have a bit of trouble. Why? Because when I married her, I give her my name. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you became the bride of Christ. He gave you his name. The whole family, the whole family in heaven and in earth has this name. Whole family. So you've got to know your rights in using that name. You know, if I go down Safeway and fool around, look around, look up and down the aisle, well, there ain't nobody up there at the cash register, some little site going to run up there right quick and say, I'll be honest if I write a check, you know. They call for the manager. Something's wrong. This fellow acting peculiar. Well, that's the way most Christians do. They've been acting peculiar. What's wrong? Well, in the name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Please, please. No, you have authority from the throne room that says you have a right to use this name. You don't have to act peculiar about it. 
I've seen folks get around and whisper about it. You have to get bold. You've got some initiative. You don't never lose your initiative. If you ever lose your initiative in prayer, you've lost your victory. If you ever lose your boldness looking, sitting on ready. You know, one thing I liked about the full gospel businessmen, man, them folks, they, they was hunting something to pray about. Man, if you hold still about 39 seconds, they'd all be laying hands on you <laughs> for something. They cast it out or pull it out or put it in. They was doing, they, they was praying, uh, doing something all the time. I mean, they had some, they didn't know, a lot of them didn't know what they was doing, you know. But bless God, they was bold. Amen, amen. If you ever lose your initiative, that you're on the, uh, 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 that you're on, on the offense, that's when you score. See, that's when you get the victory. Amen, amen. Jesus done intercepted it. Oh, hallelujah. And God said, the victory's yours. He said, the battle's mine now, big boy, but the victory's yours. Amen. Can you say amen? You never lose your initiative. You be sitting on ready. You be the one. I'll pray. I'll do it. I'll pray. Bless God, I can get my prayer answered. See, if you ever lose your initiative, you're always hunting someone else do you praying for you. You want to call the fire tire, the prayer tire, the watch tire, every tire, anywhere you can find someone, you know, oh, oh, I ain't sick as a prayer warrior, let me call her. Now, what if she ain't there? Oh, Lord, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? My stars, I ain't sick you ain't home. See, always hunting someone else to do your praying. Why? You lose your initiative. You lose your boldness. See, you lose your aggressiveness in prayer. Amen. 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 Used to, we had a running back at Arkansas. His name was Rouse. What was his front name? Any of y'all remember Rouse? He went on and played with Chicago Bears. James Rouse. Yeah, Rouse. Come from Little Rock. Played at Parkview. I, I heard of him as a kid coming up and, and, and kept up with him. Knew he was going to be something special. And, and the first game, they played him as a freshman. I mean, he, this guy was something. They handed him on a cross buck, they faked and turned and handed him on a cross buck, and he run 80 yards for a touchdown. It looked like a streak. Look at there. What if we got it, Arkansas? Woo, we ain't had a good running back since Dickie Martin. Bless God, and he flew. And he didn't weigh but 230 pounds and could fly. It's like a Sherman tank coming down through there with jet propulsion on it. <laughs> Here he come. Oh, my. He's something. They'd hand him off. I mean, Arkansas got inside the 20-yard the, uh, 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 line five times last Saturday, and they scored, uh, uh, they scored twice, but three times they couldn't even move the ball. They got on the two and on the three. They'd hand it off, and bam, and they'd bounce. By. Well, you hand it to this guy, he's a Sherman tank. He, uh, he, he, if he don't run over you, he'll outrun you. He'll, it, I mean, he's something, see. But he broke his leg. That was in his sophomore year. He was going to make All-American. I mean, we ain't had All-American running back at Arkansas since James Moody played back in 1958. The third day at the 12th hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I know exactly. But anyway, Rouse broke, broke his leg. And I'd watch him. He'd hand that ball off to him, and oh, my stars, he'd run so hard. 
But when he'd get that line, he, he didn't have that initiative to bust that line like he used to. And he couldn't break that first tackle and that second tackle like he used to because there was something. I done broke my leg sitting on the back burner and he couldn't pull the steam on anymore. That's the way a lot of Christians have done. They've lost their steam because they didn't get a prayer answered. They thought they ought to got answered. They've been defeated in an area too like this. Bless God, when defeat comes, hallelujah, I don't know anybody that hadn't never been defeated. You know you learn as much out of being defeated as you do out of a victory? Do you know that? Amen. Now, us faith teachers don't, don't settle up on, on the defeat over here. You know that? I don't settle up and preach on defeat all the time down in the valley. We don't, I don't go over on the valley. I preach about the mountaintop. That's where God wants us to stay. Amen. I don't preach about that. You know, if I ain't eat nothing for a week, you know, and all of a sudden someone brought me in, and there they spread out. Oh, they had turkey, ham, they had a good T-bone steak and salad and everything. I don't go around talking about, oh, I like to starve to death for two weeks. Oh, I didn't have nothing. I had a little glass of water, had one toothpick in the water, had a, had a pine float, you know. No, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I talk about how good that T-bone was. <laughs> I talk about how good that sliced turkey was. It was smoked. Woo, it was good. Oh, hallelujah, and that good broccoli casserole. Oh, and they had that eggplant. I talk about all them good things over here. I don't send it up over here and just, just dwell on this. That's where most Christians dwell over on something they made a mistake, something they missed. I didn't make connections. Well, I tell you what, I don't know anybody that hadn't missed making connections with prayer. But bless God, we don't sit down there. We don't lose our initiative. We don't, we don't let the devil get his advantage of us. We take our initiative. We know what the Word of God said. He said, in my name you go forth. In my name whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. He said, in that day, in that day, the day we're living in, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. This he said that your joy could be full. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Joy is full when you talk about them T-bones. Joy is full smoked turkey. Joy is full one of them holly fully cooks. Ham. See? Joy ain't full. I'm over here on the pine float drinking that water. Had a crust of bread. You ever seen that picture? Had this poor old fellow. He's about half bald-headed. I don't know what they call it, the poor soul or something. I don't. You ever heard me talk about the poor soul? <laughs> God love it. Oh, he does. <laughs> but listen, you ever seen that picture? Here's this fella. Now, you know, he may not know no better. It's most Christians like that. He's got an old piece of bread and a glass of water there, and, and he's down like this and praying over that, and his old bread just hard, you know. It looked like, looked like it's, you know, it looked like it, it, it was made last Christmas was a year ago, and it's saved over. The end's even crust. You ever seen that picture? After I got saved, I had one of them in my house. Some religious lady gave that to me. And oh, I was so proud of it, I hung it in my house. 
And after I learned something about the Word of God, I carried it down the road to some more religious folks <laughs> and give it to them. No, I ain't too religious about it. No, I'm not too thankful. I'm not going to look up every day to crust the bread and a drink of water and say, oh, oh, how wonderful the water is. I'm not going to do that. Water ain't wonderful sometimes. That crust of bread ain't wonderful sometimes. Amen. And the lady I give it to said, Oh, said, I'm so thankful. Oh, said, You must really love us. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Where was we at? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. We're talking about never losing that initiative in prayer. I mean, you be sitting on ready. Anytime it, something comes up, you're ready to pray. You take the initiative. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the fourth chapter of Acts, 29th verse, Paul and Silas had been put in jail because they had used the name of Jesus and got a crippled man healed at the gate called Beautiful. Now, the religious people of that day, they didn't like that, and so they thought, got them thrown in jail. And it talks about when they was let go. 29th verse. Here's what they prayed. Said after they let go, it said, Now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. It said, And when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't say they prayed and went to shaking. He said the place that they, they, they were at went to shaking. They shook the, the very premises where they were at. But he said they, they prayed for boldness. They didn't pray. He said, now, now wait. You know, here we are in Jerusalem. We've got this fellow here. But you know, we're going to have to try to get along with these, these religious folks. Now, Lord, give us wisdom and favor some kind of way that we may work out something with these religious people that we may get along with them better. See, that's where religion will try to capture you. No, they said, Lord, grant us boldness, praise God. That we, they told them, you better not speak the name of Jesus anymore. You better not teach in that name anymore. They said, Lord, give us boldness that we can proclaim thy word and back it up with signs and wonders in the Holy Ghost, praise God. No, not that we can get, try to work out something and get along with some religious uh, 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 authority or something. You can't compromise the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God carries with it boldness. The Word of God carries with it miracles. You cannot compromise that. If you do, you'll lose your spiritual initiative in prayer. You'll lose your spiritual initiative to use the mighty name of Jesus. Can you say amen? 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Look back up in the 18th verse. 17th verse. Here's what the religious folks told them, Peter and John. They got mad because a fellow got healed. Lifelong cripple got healed, and religious folks got mad. Do you know that? I've had religious folks tell me, well, you know, Brother Solon, you know that, that healing business. Here, here we done got someone healed. Man, it looks like you ought to hang you out a shingle. Start a medical practice. Seeing you want to respond with a knot on their head. You hear me? But you can't do that. They're not the problem. That fellow that's behind them inspiring him's the problem. What I want? I want boldness to lay hands on more folks. Hallelujah. I don't lose my spiritual initiative. I don't get intimidated by any people. Can you say amen? You can't get intimidated, bless God, no matter where you're at. You be sitting on ready to use that name, sitting on ready, bless God, to pray anytime the, uh, uh, the occasion arises. Praise God. Now they told them, 17th verse, but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightway threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. 18th verse, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Well, they didn't lose their spiritual initiative about this thing. We read about in the fourth and the fifth uh, chapters and the eighth chapters and the tenth chapter of Acts, the twelfth chapter, all these things. Bless God, there's a fellow that was ordained to be a deacon up there to help out serving tables and waiting and, and doing whatever he found his hand to do. It said, then Philip went out to Samaria and preached Christ, preached Christ unto him, seeing and hearing the miracles which he done. How unclean spirits crying the loud voice, those that was the palsy were healed and his great joy in the city. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They didn't back up one inch. They got bolder. Why? They prayed and said, Lord, behold, they're threatening. Do you see what they're threatening? They're saying we better not use that name. They're saying this name has lost its power. They're saying this name won't do what it did in the book of Acts. Well, I'm telling you today, right now, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the name of Jesus right now is just as powerful. <laughs> Amen. I don't know. Well, I didn't know. What make you think? I don't know. See, if you don't know, you don't know. So I said, well, didn't get that. So I just believe God for $5. And I know that's a long way down, but you know, I ain't never seen one, no one get on top of the building unless they started climbing up the ladder. Amen. They didn't just all of a sudden, Superman can't do that. They start climbing. I believe God for $5. Someone brought a $5 bill in a store and said, give this to Buzzer. That thing looked like a saddle blanket. It's, man, I got, I believed it in myself. See, if you can get $5, you can get $20. If you can get $2, you can get $100. But if you can't get 50 cents, you can't get nothing. 
Don't wait till you need 500. Don't wait till you need a new car. Start believing for gas. Start believing for oil change. Start believing him where you are. Everything. Extend your faith. You know, I, I tell you what, you, you can't imagine the fun me and my wife had believing God for some things. I mean, for a one pound sack of pinto beans. After we left the store, man, we didn't have an old, we, we couldn't have bought an old wet hen to set in the eggs. <laughs> Amen. When I left the store, I walked off and left everything. I, I mean, is all of it. Some of uh, my folks said, well, well, we want this, and we want this, and we want this. I said, I tell you what, do won't you just have it all? Hallelujah. I'm going to believe God. I done found me something else. Amen. Well, I didn't just start believing God and everything just come falling down on me like Mahatma Rice at a wedding party. It didn't do that. You have to start believing. And you start exercising your faith and your faith grows. You plant that seed. You plant that seed. You plant that seed. How many of you know when you plant a seed, next day you don't get a crop? It has to grow up and produce. Jesus said this is the way the kingdom of God works. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I could tell you hundreds and hundreds of experiences how we'd believe God for $2, how we'd believe God for lunch money for the kids, how we'd, man, oh my God, believe God for your light bill. <laughs> oh my. I mean everything. Believe God for, I know, uh, first time we ever believed God for a car, man. Believe God. Now, we was believing God for gas to put in them first. Amen. We didn't have gas to put in them to start with. We believed God for gas. Then we got where we believed God for a car. Amen. Which one was the first one we believed for? That green mercury? That green mercury? Yeah. I believed God for, for a, 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 a mercury automobile and enough money left over to buy me a suit. Hallelujah. I got, the, I got the money in, paid that man for that car, and when I paid him, I had enough left over to get me two suits. Bless God, I went down to J.C. Panay's, <laughs> down to that French company. You know where it is in the mall? J.C. Panay, you ever been down there? Amen. Them poor folks go down there at Penny's, but I went to J.C. Panay's and got me one of them. <laughs> I got me one of them nice little green suits. I still got that thing. I ain't giving it away, neither. <laughs> It'd take six angels speaking to me in the, in, 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 to get, get rid of that suit. Amen. I may wear it again one day, <laughs> but it don't, it don't fit good at the present. <laughs> it looks like, it, it kind of looks like them days are gone forever at times, you know. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, turn with me if you will. 1 John 5. <laughs> 1 John, the fifth chapter. Someone say hallelujah tonight. Hallelujah. Never lose your initiative in prayer. Never lose your boldness in prayer. Amen. Amen. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Amen. You remember when Jesus walked to the tomb of Lazarus, first thing he said out loud when he was praying, he said, Thou hearest me always. You remember him saying that? 
Father, I thank you that thou hearest me always. Right here it says, and this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Father, I thank you that thou hearest us always. You hear us always. Next verse said, and if we ask, and if any man, um, and if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So if we know he hears us, we know we got what we pray for. Amen. Amen. We got the petition. Man, we got it. If we, he hears us, that's all we got to do is get him to hear us. How are we going to get him to hear? If we ask anything according to his will, find out what his will is, whether he wants to heal you. Is that his will? Does he want to bless you? Prosperity, is that his will? Deliverance, is that his will? Does he want to want you to live in the blessings of God? Find out his will before you pray. And when you pray, we know that he always hears us. And we know we have the petitions that he desire, that we desire of him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you ever lose your initiative in prayer, you've lost your victory. Well, what do I do if I've lost? You ever been there? That you don't have to raise your hand or anything, but have you ever been there where you lost your boldness in prayer? that you didn't quite trust your prayers to get the job done. You ever been there? You don't have to shake your head yes or no because I know every one of you has been there. Amen? Amen. See? Well, what do I do? What am I do if I lost my initiative? I go back to the Word of Almighty God. I've got an inheritance from Almighty God. What do I have I inherited from God? He is my Father. I've been born from above. I put in my mouth what God says about me. That will build boldness and give you the initiative and the advantage in prayer. Amen. I put in my mouth. You know, a radio preacher, he was preaching one time, and he said this. He said, you know, over there in John uh, 17, 23, it said that God the Father loves you, loves us as much as he did Jesus. He said, I wished I could believe that. Well, let me tell you something. I believe that. I choose to believe that. God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. Oh, Brother Sullivan, I wouldn't say that. I know it. You ain't got no initiative in prayer either. <laughs> See, you got to say what God says about you. You got to say what the Word of God says. He said he loves me as much as he did Jesus. Well, if he said that, then I believe it. I say it. Well, it don't seem like it's true. Well, I don't care what it seems like. I don't operate on seem. I operate on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. No matter what it seems, it seems like that. Don't seem like it. I don't feel anything. I don't look into it. Well, bless God. Just do what God says. Put it in your mouth. Father, I thank you that you love me as much as you love the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I thank you that it is no longer I that lives, but it is the Christ that liveth in me. I thank you, praise God, that I've died and my life is now hid with Christ in God. I say what God says about me. I say, blessed be God, I have authority from the throne room of Almighty God. I have his power of attorney to use the mighty name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, I believe I can do all things through Christ. I believe I'm more 
woman a conqueror through him. I thank you, God, that greater is he that is in me than any problem that can come up. I thank you, Lord. And I begin to put that in my mouth and I get bold. You know, let me give you some real good advice. Before you pray, start, start speaking the word about who you are. Father, I thank you the greater one lives in me. Father, I thank you that Jesus, the Messiah, the King of Kings, lives in my heart. I thank you that I've joined myself with the Master and we formed a single spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you that I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. Before you pray, start saying that. It'll cause you to get bold as a lion. Praise God. Can you say amen? Praise God. Maintain your boldness in prayer. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Y'all get anything out of this tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This morning was a special service. Amen. This morning. It was a special service, not just the preaching and that, but it was a special service. The Spirit of God came in this morning. The cloud of God came in. The glory of God came in. Now, I don't know if everybody, who saw it and who didn't see it, but the cloud of God came in this place. And that's the presence, that's the manifestation of the most holy God, folks. Hallelujah. 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 The fragrance of God. What did it smell like, Felton? You ever smelled honeysuckles? It smelled just like honeysuckles. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You know, in a time like that, you can get anything you want to off of God. <laughs> you can get anything He's got. You can get your hand over in His cookie jar. You can just get your hand in His healing power. Just anything. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody need prayer for anything tonight? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Father, I do thank you right now for the Word of God. Father, I ask this night, according to the Word of Almighty God, as the young church prayed for boldness, I pray that you'll grant every man, woman, and child in this uh, building tonight a holy boldness. Father, give them a spiritual initiative to step forth and use that magnificent name. Father, I thank you for that boldness that you will stretch forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders would be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus in every person's life under the sound of my voice. And I thank you tonight that this initiative is in our hearts, Lord, and the boldness we've asked for, we step out on it this night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.